Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful. Relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hi guys and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. It is Janine Amapola and I'm back with another episode today and I'm so so excited about this episode because we're talking all about relationships. Probably one of my most favorite topics because there's so much nuances that goes into relationships. So specifically today, we're going to be talking about unhealthy, toxic relationships when you're dating somebody. So kind of like the signs, what to look for, how to get out. Um, because there's a lot of people that might be in an unhealthy relationship and you're not even aware of it. I know I've been there. I've actually been in a very unhealthy, toxic one when I was in college. Worst time of my life. And I'm going to be having a great, great friend of mine. Her name is Rachel Cheryl. She just got married. So she's now Rachel Green. We're going to be talking about um, unhealthy relationships together and talking also kind of about like, well, what does a healthy relationship look like? This might be kind of long. So uh, get yourself a coffee, a tea or something because Rachel and I can't talk. We both love, love talking about this and I'll let her introduce herself to you guys, but I really hope this helps you guys out when you're dating, if you're dating, whatever the case may be, because I think this is such a necessary topic. So let's just get right into it. Hey guys, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. Um, it's Janine, and I'm just so excited just to dive in today's episode. Um, I'm talking about a really important topic. I think this is so crucial to talk about. And to be honest, like, you know, me being a Christian, I don't really feel like this is an area that the church talks about. Like, hardly do we grow up hearing about boundaries. Hardly do we grow up recognizing the signs of an unhealthy relationship or toxic love. Uh, Maybe you, you know, grew up with parents that were toxic and you didn't even know it. And that's all you're familiar with. That's all you've known. And so you ended up getting yourself into a toxic relationship as a result of that. And so um, with my guest today, I want to talk about just kind of like signs of an unhealthy relationship. So 
Welcome, Rachel. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. And so wait, Rachel, give us a little introduction on yourself because you you go by Cheryl Green uh, as well as the True Femme. Give us everything. <laughs> okay. So like I said, my name is Rachel and uh, more recently I just changed my last name. So my maiden name was Cheryl. So I would always say, hey, I'm Rachel Cheryl. But I just got married and my last name is now Green. So now I am Rachel Green, which yes, I know is a friend's reference. <laughs> Everybody likes to tell I me that. If you, watch, if, yeah, if you watch Friends, I'm the new Rachel Green, basically. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, I started a podcast and it is all things dating and relationships. And I also have a an Instagram account where I just write little mini micro blogs as I like to call them and kind of like dating tips and things of that nature. And I also am a dating coach. And so that's super fun. keeps me super busy. And uh, there's never a dull moment because I feel like I'm dealing with the whole world's drama, but helping girls get better at dating and winning really in their dating lives. And yeah, so that's just a little bit about myself. Um, and so I'm excited to be here with Janine because she rocks it in the dating world as well. So um, <laughs> it's fun to, you know, go back and forth with my girls. So I love it. Yeah. Rachel has been someone that has completely helped me. Like you, before you even started your true femme Instagram, I would go to you all the time being like, Rachel, what do I do about this? Rachel, what do I do about Like, you know, like you're over there helping me solve my life problems. And again, like not just me, so many other girls as well, which has been so fun just to see like you evolve and like you just help so many girls, like what you're saying, win in relationships. So if you're a girl listening, which I think my main audience are women, go check out Rachel because I'm telling you what she tells, like it works. Like I swear by it. I've seen it work. And so <laughs> definitely check it out because it's so helpful. And she also has a podcast herself. So go check that out. That's also called The True Feminine. So let's talk about this topic, Rachel. I'm sure you being, you know, Miss Dating Coach, you have seen some very unhealthy relationships in your lifetime. Mm, yes, absolutely. 100%. I have. <laughs> and I'm sure you've helped some girls, like you've coached some girls to just ditch the man, ditch the boy, like get out while you can, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. And in fact, I kind of have been, you know, I'm always trying to think and, and rebrand and, you know, kind of niche it down. Like, what, what is it that I really teach girls? Like, you know, like, like, like they say to do, you know, as, as coaches and, you know, influencers. And it's so funny. And I was thinking recently, I just, I summed it up and I was like, I teach women what love is not. Mm. And so I was like, because I find myself mostly, almost most of the time, kind of just helping girls see the truth and understand what what love is and, and what it isn't. And um, and then addressing that, accepting that, and uh, doing what it takes to move forward and kind of attract what real love is into their lives. So mm. That's so good. And I just feel like 
you also do in this approach where it's like, it's kind of the harsh truth. Like, even though you don't want to hear it, you're going to be like, look, sis, like, I'm just here to help you in the long run because there's so many of us, like, I know I've been there. You're just in denial of like, no, like, he's really not like that. Or no, he really is a good guy or whatever. And you're like, mm-hmm. no, like, <laughs> not according to what I've seen. And mm-hmm. so you kind of like lay it out there in a loving way, but a truthful way that it actually helps someone open their eyes because, you know, in the moment, yeah, you're in the denial and you don't want to admit what everyone is saying because, you know, maybe if you're listening then you've, maybe you've had a friend be like, um, that is so unhealthy or you should leave him or the way he treats you is horrible. And you're just in complete denial. Boom. That's where Rachel comes (laughs) in and she's like, we need to get you out of there. So Thank oh you for gosh. doing that. I love your approach. Oh my it's gosh. life-saving, even though it sucks to hear it in the at the time, you know? Oh, it's it's hilarious. I mean, I, I literally I agree. And you know, we just get so consumed in in our emotions that we have trouble separating our emotions from um what's really actually happening from the actions. And so, and I think that, um, yeah, I've, I'm like, I guess I'm like your big sis who's going to like slap you in the face and tell you, you know, and I always joke with either my girlfriends or girls that I'm coaching. I'm like, okay, I think we're going to need to break up with him. <laughs> and I mm. almost do this, like, we're doing this together approach. <laughs> like this guy is not the real deal, you know? And I'm, no. yeah, I mean, I'm just big on actions and really helping women almost like clear up their love fog and their glasses. You know, it's like, let me take your glasses and wipe those off for you and help you to see what is really happening here. And, you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I will say this and I say it all the time on my own podcast and, you know, different things that, you know, it's so funny in a, um, in, uh, AA, like Alcohols Anonymous or, you know, addicts, anyone who's an addict, if they go to one of those meetings, you know, they have the 12 step program. And in those 12 step programs, the, we all jokingly almost say to each other, well, the first step is admitting it, but oh my goodness, the first step is admitting it to everything is accepting and admitting where you're at right now, or what is actually happening in your relationship, not not the high that you're on, but what is happening in the action. And if I can decipher between those two things, I make better decisions. And I think that's what, you know, if you want to win at the game, if we want to call it a game, I mean, by the way, by me saying that I'm not into people playing games, so to speak, I'm just using that um, as an example. If you play sports, you know it's like if okay, if I'm going to get in, if I'm going to get in the ring and play this game, well, I want to play to win, and if I'm going to do that, I need to accept the truth always, even if the truth is unsexy and it's ugly mm-hmm. and it's not fun and it hurts. I need to accept it, and then I need to first take care of myself and see how I can honor my whole entire self first. And, you know, I know a lot of your audience is Christian and so am I. And so, you know, really first, first, it's about honoring God. But I think the best way we honor God is by honoring our self inside and out. So. Mm, That's so true. And yeah, you've always taught me kind of just to honor yourself and respect yourself enough 
to either leave or walk away or put the boundary up or to just be like, mm. I'm done. And again, this is like such a big topic. Like it's so hard just to kind of brush over this and keep this at, you know, 45 <laughs> minutes. Um, but yeah, I really think like, you know, building up the self-worth and the self-value is where you are able to build up the confidence to be like, no, I don't deserve this and I do deserve better. And, you know, I'm okay if this person is not the one for me or I'm okay leaving this person because I don't want that treatment for the rest of my life. And when you know your value and your worth, like you're okay with being like, you're just, you're just another guy. Like you're, it's fine. Like I can find someone better and I will, like, if you're not going to treat me better and if you're not going to do what's required to be a good, healthy partner, then I'll go find that in someone else. And it sounds harsh, but I think that when you get that value in yourself, then like you refuse to settle and you refuse to accept less than great for yourself. Absolutely. That's where it all starts, I think. And um, it's just amazing what we we do accept as women, you know, as, oh, I think he likes me. And I think, you know, it's it's this thing. And what I always like to tell girls is I'm like, oh, no, he likes you. Definitely. Like, the man, the masculine man. So another thing I teach on is masculine and feminine, kind of this energy or this vibe that you're giving off. Um, and I won't go too much into it, but masculine is that um, the masculine nature and that kind of energy exchange that you're giving. By the way, I always tell people we as humans are always having, um, we are always exchanging energy with each other and and in a room. In a room, we're like, oh, the room's super high energy. That, that girl was super high energy, you know, or that, that person was, oh, that felt weird in the room, right? So as humans, we're just, we're constantly, we're either up or we're down or, you know, we're full of all these emotions and types of vibe that we're giving off. And I always kind of try to break that down because I am a Christian and I know it can sound a little like woo-woo and out there, but, and I'm totally not woo-woo. I'm all about the Bible and Jesus. So just want to make that clear. But, you know, just kind of understanding that if I'm having this um, exchange with this human and as a woman, I'm having this exchange with this masculine man. Well, let me tell you something, ladies. The man, the masculine will always crave feminine attention, just like the feminine always craves masculine attention. So when girls are like, but he called me, he texted me, he DM'd me, he liked my photo. I'm like, that they think that that must mean he likes her. And the reality is, is that absolutely he likes you on a very low level at that point. He likes you as in he likes your feminine essence and he likes your feminine attention. But until a guy has... Uh, you know, has risen up and come to you and asked for your number or initiated to see you or hang out with you outside of the DMs and off of the telephone, um, then I question what type of level of liking he has for you. And I think that's where I'm always helping women kind of understand to what degree does this man actually like you? And then addressing that and not almost going too far ahead of what that actually is. Because when we go too far ahead of that, um, we actually end up getting hurt hurt in the long run because we're, we're like, if, if there were a race, um, and, and you want the man to lead, 
and you guys are jogging and you take off sprinting, you guys aren't in the same place. And the man's behind and then you're the one trying to drag the man and then that's miserable for you and for him. And it just doesn't go right. And so you always kind of want to stay a a step behind the man and the way that he leads you so that you can observe and see what he really is about when it comes to you. So, so, so good. I love that. I love just like listening to you. (laughs) It's so helpful. I try to not like go off too much. So, because I know we got a lot to get there. So carry on. We do. So let's let's get into it then. So what do you think like would be the number one? Okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like rank them from like best to worst or worst to best or whatever. But like what do you think is like a sign of an unhealthy relationship? Oh my gosh, so many things. <laughs> but, you know, one, number one, I'll say this. If a guy is coming on too strong. Okay. So here's, here's the fine line. Love bombing. Yeah. (laughs) Love bombing. Yeah. I talk about the love bombing a lot of coaches and I think, I think it's kind of a newer word in the psych world, but yes, this idea of love bombing, if he's love bombing you, you know, girls are like, you know, I'll never forget my old roommate. She uh, was dating this guy. And I mean, he was uh, obsessed with her at first and she loved it. I mean, she loved it. She was eating it all up. And one day I just remember her saying to me, and it happened fast, it happened quick. And she said to me, she goes, I love it so much. He's doing all these things for me. And then she said, she said, I hope it doesn't end. So, you know, and when she said that, I thought in that moment, oh man, she is so high. I, you know, I like to refer to love bombing as putting you almost in this trance and it, it is like a high. Like if if someone were to do drugs, that is what it, I mean, I don't know a lot about it, but you know, when you actually hear about drug addicts and their experiences, they're on a high, they're addicted to this thing. And so the man, when he's love bombing you, he's almost getting you addicted to this high that feels really, really good. And you need more and you want more. And uh, you know, things that start fast usually end fast. And so if a guy is on the second date telling you he wants to marry you and all of this, this and that, I'd be, I would be very careful of that. And I would not believe that right away at all. And too many girls believe it. They're like, oh, he said this, he said this. And only to find, you know, a month or two later, the guy's, you know, drifting away. He's not that interested. And that sometimes is a really big sign of a narcissist. And by the way, everything I say is always um, a general statement. And I, I, you know, I don't like to say that this is absolute, you know, everything I say, there are always exceptions to things. But generally speaking, you want to be very careful of a man who is trying to love bomb you and come on too strong and makes you feel over the top and starts making all these empty promises to you. And I call them empty because you haven't even given it time to see if he is able to fulfill these little promises here and there. So true. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Like just coming on so strong and like where the guy just wants to lock you down as fast as possible, rushing things, um, trying to just move too fast, saying, I love you super fast. Um, I just feel like, yeah, that's an unhealthy, it should be like a steady pace. It should be where you guys are really getting to know each other. You know, you shouldn't feel like, oh my gosh, like this is just happening like way too fast and it freaks you out. And also like your friends will notice, like your friends will be like, uh, whoa, like 
that's going on. That's going a little faster than it should or than it normally does. So I would definitely say, mm-hmm. like, look out for that. It should be just like a healthy, steady pace where you both feel comfortable. You don't feel rushed to do anything. And he's not just trying to, like, lock you down and just swoop you up with all these mm-hmm. fancy words. So I would just be very, very careful of that as well. Great point. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to add one more thing. This reminds me, today I wrote a post and, you know, I, I just talked about, you know, is it fairy tale love or is it real love? Because fairy tale love is fake. You know, it, it doesn't last, it stops. Um, but true love stays, it always stays and stays through everything. And, um, you know, I, I basically at the end, I just said, remember the tortoise and the hare or, you know, the turtle and the rabbit, right? That whole race, that little thing we we read when we're kids, you know, and, and it was the turtle that wins and the rabbit who couldn't make it. And the rabbit took off fast and the turtle paced himself and he's the one who made it to the finish line. So let that always, just that story, remind yourself, you know, remind yourself of that story when you're getting all kinds of giddy and excited too soon. So yes. Amen. Agree to that. Okay. So I think the next thing that I would say is just like possessiveness and like isolation. So if they're just being really controlling and they're possessive, Mm -hmm. they want to control you. They want to control who you hang out with, what you do. They get really jealous. Um, If they start isolating you, like this is something I experienced personally when I was dating someone in college Um, he literally pulled me away from all of my friends, told me not to hang out with people, talked really poorly about them so that I would start having a negative viewpoint of them as well, because that way you have no other outside influence so that they can completely control you. So definitely possessiveness and isolation is something to look out for. Like, you know, them trying to just get you alone to get you only one-on-one and removing you away from people that are good influences in your life. Anything you want to add to that? Absolutely. I think that, you know, a guy who is unwilling to, um, you know, invest in your life by going to meet and see your friends and getting to know the people in your world and um, seeking relationships with people in your world and, you know, appropriate relationships, maybe with, you know, um, your guy friends or your friends at church or, Um, your mom and dad or your brother, if you have some brothers, um, things like that, you know, is he seeking to come into your world or take you away from your own world? Wow. And I would just be careful of that big time. That's so good. I love that you said that because yeah, like whoever you date should integrate into your world. Your friends should look at them and be like, oh wow, like this is a great fit or like I really like him or your parents or whoever he should integrate, should want to spend time with you and your friends, get to know your circle, care about the people in your life. So if he doesn't or she, this obviously could be different, both genders. um, If she also is just trying to be like, oh, I hate your friends and only wants to spend one-on-one time with you. To me, that's a little alarming because I mean, I don't know. I I feel like you obviously have to have the balance between you know, hanging one-on-one and getting to know each other and then also each other's friends being invited as well. But yeah, just being very, very careful of that isolation. Yeah. Okay. What would you say the next point is, or what would you say? I have like a whole list in front of me. What else would you say? 
There are, there's so many, um, you know, I would say this, um, look for a man who does not run, um, from challenges. So what I mean by that is, or really run from adversity. And here's the deal. I'm not talking about, oh, he doesn't run from adversary, uh, sorry, adversary. I, did I say that right? Yeah, I don't know. I think so. Um, he doesn't run away from trouble, okay, um, or from hard things in his personal life. So, you know, oh, he's, you know, in the Marines and he went to boot camp. Oh, he that shows that he doesn't run away from challenge. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about with you. When you bring up an issue or something that you would like to see different or, you know, I always use this one, for example, because it's like every girl, but say it's, you know, hey, I would really love if I could hear from you a little more during the week. Is Are you open to that? Is that something that you would be up for? So when you say that, rather than, you know, what does he say to you? Does he say, wow, you're so needy. I can't believe that, you know, I mean, really? Like, I'm super busy. I'm super busy. Okay. Or does, that's kind of running from the challenge, right? Mm. Versus does he take into account how you're feeling and is he searching and looking for a way to make you feel better? Because that is a sign of a real man, you know, the masculine man um, at the nature, the way God designed a true masculine man is that his wiring is that he wants to take care of the female and he is a problem solver and he wants to fix things and he wants to meet your need. And so if you're with a man who, when you express a need and he kind of bashes that need um, or mocks it or makes fun of it or, you know, maybe even says, okay, sure, and then doesn't follow through on it, big red flags, big signs that you are really entering into what could turn out to be very toxic um, soon or later, but eventually it will turn toxic because you're not getting your needs met. Um, he's now feeling like you're, you're nagging him. Um, he knows he's not pleasing you. You, I, it just gets messy, you know? And so you want to look for a man who, um, doesn't like bash that or run away from a challenge. And I'm talking that type of challenge between the two of you, a challenging conversation, not, you know, the fact that he ran a marathon and, you know, he was good at sports or whatever, because sometimes we th we see some things we're like, whoa, we finished Bible college or, you know, we'll see anything. And we're like, wow, you really overcame a lot. And I'm like, no, I, I want to know how does he react and treat you when you bring up something? Because mm. remember, the relationship is about the two of you. It's not about his relationship with everyone else around. That's so good. And, and I love that you added that because what you were saying is basically like belittling, which was going to be like my next point. Because what you were saying, like when you bring up a need, like say, for example, you know, you've seen your boyfriend or this guy you're newly seen, he has a lot of girlfriends, or maybe he hangs out with this one girl all the time. And he's like, no, 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 we're just friends. Mm. She's my best friend. She's my best friend. And say you bring it up in a way that you're like, hey, that just kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. Or like, will you please share with me? What is that relationship like? Or, you know, like how Rachel, you can maybe give a tip of how you would bring this up. But if he's just like automatically his go-to is defense and he's just like, 
you're just a jealous person. You're crazy. How dare you? You don't know. Like, you know, he automatically Mm. goes to defense mode and he just belittles you. And that makes you scared. That makes you feel like, okay, I'm never going to bring that up again because I'm going to get that reaction every single time when you're allowed to feel like that. You're allowed to go to your partner. You should feel safe to go to your partner and say that really hurt my feelings or that made me feel uncomfortable or this makes me kind of question things and them they should be open to receive to listen to be like okay let me try to hear you out let me try to see from your perspective versus just automatically being like oh you're crazy and you're just a jealous psycho mm, absolutely girl. you and, know what i mean and what what that's doing is you know it's striking a chord of rejection inside you and when we feel rejected, and I mean, us girls are so sensitive I and mean, we feel rejected from the smallest thing, you know, sometimes even my now husband, like he'll say like the tiniest thing. And I'm like, oh, you know, and it was nothing, you know, I'm like, oh, and he's like, wait, I didn't, I didn't mean that, you know, and I- I'm trying to think of like, it's like the faintest little thing. And it takes emotional maturity to, uh, to you know, kind of separate yourself from overdoing that too much, you know, over you know, not, you know, getting too obsessed, too obsessively thinking everything's a rejection, but we are sensitive. And, um, and that is a form of rejection when a man is belittling you and, and, and you should not, you should see that observe it. I always talk about the power of observation and that when you're dating somebody, you are collecting data, you're collecting data, you're collecting information on this person. You're getting to know them so that you can make good decisions moving forward with him. And when you do hear, see, or feel that, that is an absolute, like, I need to mark that down, remember that. And then I need to talk to him at a good time and explain to him something like this. If you want me to give an example of how to address that, um, I can. Do you want, should I do that? Yeah. Okay. So I would say this, I would say, Hey, you know, hey, babe, or whatever you call him. Hey, babe. Uh, I just wanted to um, practice. You know, I'm working on being vulnerable. And I just wanted to share with you that the other day when you told me that I was being too needy about you hanging out with that girl all the time, I just wanted to let you know that when you said that, that did not make me feel very good inside. And I know you think that's needy, but I just want you to know that for me, in order for me to do relationship with someone, I need to be with somebody who has good boundaries that protect the intimacy that I have with my partner. And um, I just want to know, you know, if that is something you're open to doing um, or, you know, or, and if it's not, it's totally okay. So you always want to speak freedom to a man. Hey, it's okay if that's not what you want to do. But for me, I will have to be move. I will have to move forward. And I always say, use the words move forward because we're not going backwards. We are always moving forward. And I just wanted to give you that small example. And I talk a lot about that on my podcast, how to speak from a feminine standpoint. And part of speaking from that feminine nature is speaking with calmness, softness, gentleness, but also using vulnerability and expressing exactly how it made you feel. Because you know what the truth is, girls, is that you do feel unsafe. The underlying root is that you don't feel safe when he hangs out with these girls all the time. And 
now that he told you you were super needy and crazy. And so you're just expressing the truth to him. And then you're accepting that it's okay if he does not want to change that. And that, but then you are setting up a good boundary for yourself by saying, but I will be moving forward if that's, if you're not open to working on that. So this isn't about me trying to change the man. It's about me assessing the man mm. and then making a choice so good. that's best for myself. If I were a loving parent to my own little girl self, what would I tell the little girl? I would comfort her and tell her, I want the best for you. And this probably isn't the best for you. Wow. That is so good. Literally like amazing. Like I think we all need that reminder. Like I think that's what's so, which can make a really toxic relationship is that you're constantly trying to change the other person when, you know, friendly reminder, you cannot change people. Um, you can only change yourself and you can only change the way you respond to them. And so I love that you said like, you have the power, like if you, if he's not willing to rise up for you, if he's not willing to, you know, change, or he's not willing to see that he's hurting you or make a difference or at least assess your feelings, then like, that's where you have the power to be like, okay, then what am I going to do? If this continues, what am I going to do? Right. And so that's again, where you get the value back in yourself, the worth. And if you don't want him constantly hanging out with his girl, this girl one-on-one -on -one all the time, then yeah, I think you need to reassess with yourself. Like, is this a man that actually genuinely cares about me or is he just using me because I'm fun and I'm convenient? And is this someone really I want to spend the rest of my life with? Because if he's already doing it now, what makes you think he's just going to magically stop then, you know? So take, I think you said this, Rachel, or maybe someone else said this. I, you, I think you said this to me. If a man shows you who he is, believe him, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, believe him. If he shows you, believe him. And, you know, I always take it a, a step further. When he tells you, believe him. It's It's incredible to me how many times women, a man is telling him in so many words what's actually going on. And somehow they're not, it's not translating because we're making up a whole different narrative inside our head when the reality is he said he's too busy. Well, guess what? He probably really is too busy. And guess what that means? He probably, he is not making you a priority and he doesn't see you as somebody he is willing to drop everything for and come to. And it's okay. And what I always tell girls, I'm like, that's okay. Accept that. Accept that that's who he is. And then make the changes that you need to in your life to move forward. And then I do want to add this, Janine. You know, I always talk about a lot uh, coming from, are you, you know, are you coming from a place of lack or are you coming from a place of abundance inside of your head and your mind and your heart? And when you're coming from a place of lack, it's really hard for you to walk away from a man or to let go of somebody because you want to cling and hold on tight to it because you think on a subconscious level that this is the best you're ever going to get. That there's nobody else who's like this person who could be like this person. There's nobody else who can make me feel like this person made me feel. And that is such a lie. Now, there's truth that, yes, there is no other person like that person, 100%, because we're all different. But it is a lie to think that you will not have incredible experiences with somebody else who actually is willing to sacrifice, rise up, meet your needs, and hear you out and um, 
treasure you really. And so when you come from a place of abundance, it's so much easier for you to walk away. I always talk about your walkaway power, you know, like use your walkaway power, but the only way you can use it is if Mm, your mindset is in a mindset of abundance and not lack. And so just, I'm just briefly touching on that, but you can listen to my podcast. Let's talk about that there, but that's important, you know? Yeah. And I also think again, just like what's hard is, I mean, we're both not counselors, but we both have done counseling and we've dealt with our own things with our own counselors. But this is what my counselor says is that either you got too much of something as a kid or not enough. Mm. And so usually a lot of things stem from that. And so I think it's really important to look into yourself and go to counseling, speak to someone about this and be like, why am I accepting this behavior? I had to go to counseling and deal with that. I had to go and be like, why did I accept that treatment? You know? And often we, you know, go like, just as a general statement, like a lot of the times we are subconsciously looking for the same type of person that our parents are. So typically like if, if a guy, um, if a guy has a very controlling, crazy domineering mom, then he might date a girl like that or try to get the complete opposite to where she's like super passive and you can just control her. Mm. Or if a girl has a really controlling dad, she often subconsciously starts dating guys that are very controlling and very abusive, you Mm. know? And so you have to be aware of what are the patterns that might be repeating in your life that you never identified or never dealt with in your childhood. And I know I'm not trying to get all counselor on you, but I do think it's extremely, extremely important to deal with that. Otherwise you can start repeating generational things and you're not even aware of that. So I'm always someone that's going to be pushing and encouraging counseling. And I know Rachel feels (laughs) the exact same way. Oh my gosh. I literally preach it. I'm like, I, I think I like shout it from the rooftops. Honestly, I'm like, Trust me, you want to invest in yourself. You really, really do. And, um, you know, I I used to tell girls, I'm like, or, you know, tell people, I'm like, love yourself. Like, think of all the ways that you invest in yourself or other people or other or things, right? Well, Mm -hmm. your money shows you what you love. And, um, you know, if all you're doing is shopping at Forever 21, well, you kind of seem to be, you know, in a love affair with Forever 21 or Starbucks or whatever it is. But, you know, why don't you take some of that money and invest it into yourself? And there's so many avenues and options depending on what you need out there, you know, but dig, look in like, but I mean, I can't over, I can't even say enough about going to counseling and really being brave enough to dig into your hurts and your pain and the things that are, you know, messing you up a little bit. Yes, completely. So for like the last like seven minutes or so, I'm going to try and cap this around 45 minutes. Um, I just want to kind of talk about a couple more things. Um, so I guess like the next thing I would probably say is just honesty. And I know Rachel's going to agree with me, but if there is like lying or some sort of just like gut feeling that you're like, something is just off. Like they're not telling me the truth. Even if it's like these little weird white lies that you catch them in, like that to me is a huge red flag. Like it, lying and yeah. just, cause then you're like, well, if you lied about that little thing, then what else are you lying about? Like, like, like what if they're lying about something on their phone? What if, and if they won't show you their phone, he's probably <laughs> cheating or looking at porn or doing something. I don't know. 
Um, so I think honesty, I mean, that's also a sign of a healthy relationship is that you guys are completely honest and vulnerable with each other. But yeah, I think if there's any sort of lying, that's a huge red flag to me. Oh yeah. I mean, just to piggyback on that, you know, uh, two other words that I like to use that are along those lines are transparency and consistency. And so, you know, when he says he's going to be somewhere at a certain time, does he really show up on time? Mm. Does he follow through with the call he said he was going to call, you know, uh, when he said he was going to call? Did he, um, you know, when, you know, I mean, is he okay with you looking at his phone? Is he, I mean, that, you know, that's not something you bring up like, you know, the first like month of like, you know, chatting with somebody, but you know, as the relationship is progressing, you know, how does he feel about open transparency with those things? Um, you know, or is he protective of, you know, who's looking at his stuff or what, you know, look for signs that, you know, show that he's trying to hide something because anybody who is hiding or trying to hide something is absolutely 100% up to no good, period, the end. So. A freaking men. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So uh, any other things, like any other toxic things you think you would add? Like, I kind of want to just go before we wrap it up, just give like signs of a healthy relationship, just kind of a quick list. Like we don't have to get into them, but before we end kind of toxic traits, which again, y'all, there are so many more we could get into, um, but anything else you want to add, Rach? Um, I, we can wrap it up on the toxic stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, just so we can kind of finish on time, but, um, yeah, I mean, healthy, I can talk about a few healthy things. Um, oh, I have one last, um, unhealthy one and this is just a oh, yeah. quick one. And again, I know Rachel's going to agree with me and I'm just going to make this quick, but, um, you guys cheating and abuse. I mean, need I say more if there's any sort of actual physical abuse, if he grabs you, hurts you, you feel scared around him that's a sign you're in a toxic relationship and cheating. I mean, cheating is period. Like if he cheats, you need to leave. Um, and so mm -hmm. if that's, if those are two things you've dealt with, that is really, really hard. I know it's, it's scary. It it traumatizes you. It might scar you for a bit. Again, I'm just going to empathize with you and say, I'm sorry if that's something you've dealt with. And again, that's something that I recommend to deal with with counseling because that will really help you. And just making sure you guys, when you are dating, like get people around you that can help validate this relationship, can help you see the signs that can help you like, this is a great thing. Or they can be like, this is a horrible idea, like run away from this at all costs. So date mm -hmm. with your friends, date in community. I think the wisest thing you can do. Um, but yeah, let's just go ahead into just some quick little healthy things maybe. Cause I have a couple that I want to list off and Rachel, you can go ahead and start us off. Yeah. You know, for the sake of time, I'll just rattle just a few off the top of my head. Um, but you know, I, I would say that, um, communication is everything. Like how does he communicate and is he willing to step up his communication game? So, um, you know, is he, does he, uh, validate you? Is he reaching out to you? Is he initiating? Is he following through on things? So, you know, look for somebody who um, will rise up to communicate more with you. I mean, when I was first dating my man, my husband, he was, 
he's a firefighter. And so, you know, they work 24 hour shifts and I'm like, okay, listen, I'm like, if you're going to be gone for 24 hours, I was like, I'm going to need to like hear from you at least twice a day. (laughs) So I had to ask that I had to ask him and tell him that that would feel good for me. And he said, oh, absolutely. No problem. Now he wasn't used to calling someone twice Mm -hmm. a day while he's, you know, at the fire station doing those things. But he was willing to make that adjustment and he has never stopped in that because he wants to meet the need of me and he loves me. So communication is really important. Um, Patience, transparency. I think that, oh my gosh, honestly, if I could sum it up, I mean, transparency and willingness to be transparent and open. And, And I am really meaning like, you know, to the nth degree, like, let me see your phone and he lets you see your phone kind of a thing, you know? Um, and because if a man is not open and transparent or willing to be, um, it's just a sign he's hiding something. And so you want to look for a man who, um, you know, rises up to those challenges. And I think when we were talking a lot about the toxic traits, sometimes we were talking, you know, I also give the antidote or the opposite of that. So. Yeah, completely. Yeah, basically, yeah, whatever is like opposite of the toxic, that would be a healthy relationship. Yeah, I think transparency is a great one. I mean, I would add having peace in the relationship. Like if you, you should feel peace. You should feel like, okay, I feel safe with this person. I don't feel like I have all these weird, crazy doubts running through my mind. You should trust them. You should both have healthy independence where you're not glued to each other every single day and you get mad if they don't want to hang out with you like he's allowed to go do his own thing you're allowed to go do your own thing I think that's healthy important Mm -hmm. um respecting each other listening to each other healthy conflict um and supporting each other supporting each other's dreams praying for one another Mm -hmm. just like being there for the person I mean there's so many things we could go into but yeah just trust I wanted to just add one thing when you said peace that is everything as well. And I want to say that, uh, you know, I want to remind people that you should have so much peace in your relationship to the point where it's almost boring. Okay. (laughs) Like, I mean, and you know, and I'm not talking like, oh, you're too old people who do nothing, but there, the the thing is the thing that we're so um, enticed by the opposite of peace, which is kind of this you know, oh, it's fiery. I feel like all these sparks are flying, so much chemistry, all these things. And I don't know, is he going to call me? It's this like insane, like excitement. Well, when you're having that um, strong emotion, you also, it's, it's a high and you're low and you're high and you're low, but peace is pretty, is a steady thing, right? It's steady. And um, so there's not a lot of high and low and all these things. And I used to chase after that all the time. And I used to say, he can't be boring. Oh my gosh. The amount of times I would say that. And every guy that I dated who wasn't boring was extremely exciting, but they were all toxic and noncommittal and all the things. And so I had to kind of understand going back to what love really is. Is it this fairy tale, sweep me on my feet? That's all love is. Uh, heck no, that's not all love is. That's literally like one tiny part of it. And you know, so if you find yourself in a relationship and you have all this peace, but you're like, wow, then I'm bored. I'm, this is boring. I want you to just stop and go, you know, or, or, you know, oh, but he's not like my ex who's this, this, and that. No, stop. And I want you to begin to love peace. Really actually Mm. like, like, uh, cherish it. And, 
cherish the fact that you're with somebody who is steady and gives you peace. And I wish I had my vows, but that was one thing that I said um, in my vow, my personal vows to my now husband. I Oh, it was it was much more poetic than I'm going to say it right now. I wish I had it in front of me, but I said something like <laughs> I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on it, but I said something like when you hug me or when I when I touch you, you're like this fountain of peace. Okay, that's not what I said, but it was something like this, like something where it's like when I his presence brings me peace, it calms me down. And what a difference he is from all the other guys that I dated before who were quite toxic and non-committal. And so I had a pastor once tell me that um, if you're wondering if something is wise or there's wisdom in it, there will always be peace in it. And so just kind of always just, you know, think of that and remember that. But um, yeah, I'll give it back to you, Janine, and we can wrap it up. Yes. So I, yeah, I just love what she said. I think peace is something you can you cannot run away from a lack of peace, truly. As much as you want to, it'll constantly, you know, irk you. You'll feel it in your gut. So trust your gut, trust the peace, and seek the peace. I promise you. And it says in the Bible that God is not an author of confusion. He is an author of peace. So to me, mm, peace is very yeah. telling that his hand is in it when you feel that that peace that surpasses all understanding. So <laughs> preach, girl. I'm just going to. Yes, we have to pull up the Bible quotes, <laughs> but hopefully this helped you guys out. Um, again, this obviously is such a deeper conversation and, you know, I really encourage you guys to check out Rachel's podcast. Again, that's called The True Feminine. I'll have that listed in the description of this podcast. Also, you can check out our Instagram. Is your Instagram just The True Feminine? Yeah, it is. I mean, it has underscores in it, but I think if you type it in, it'll pop up. So, Okay. So is it, do you want to just uh, say the entire username just in case? Yeah, it's the um, underscore true underscore feminine underscore. So, yeah. Perfect. So go check out Rachel. Um, if you have more questions, of course, let me know on my Instagram as well. That's Jenny Amapola. Or you can comment on the Happy and Healthy podcast. That username is Happy and Healthy Podcast. And go follow me there because um, I love chatting with you guys after the podcast go up and we can kind of discuss this more. And maybe Rachel and I will jump on there and respond to some of your questions. And then, yeah, just follow uh, Rachel as well. And thank you so much, Rachel, for doing this. Um, I just appreciate your time and I'm looking forward to maybe doing future episodes with you. Yes, absolutely. Um, this is fun. And like I said, I, I hope it was helpful for all you girls too. And you feel free to message me with any questions. I try really hard to get back to everybody as well. So thanks, yeah. And Janine. she does such a good job at that. <laughs> oh, I try. Right. Okay. Well, thanks, Janine. I love you. And um, we'll talk soon. We will talk soon. Thank you guys for listening. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. Stay happy and healthy. Bye guys. Bye.